Jared and the GM on ESPN 1025 The Game. A PSA out there. We're live at Pete and Terry's Tavern, where, of course, the Preds play tonight. If you own a catering company, please call Floyd Reese. Because <laughs> Sally is, on, is out of town, apparently. And Floyd, I, I'm trying to show Floyd how to download the apps on his phone so they can deliver food to the house for the old man. And he's refusing. Does not need it. Does not. I'm cool. I'm worried about you. Good to go. I'm telling the people that I'm worried about you because I'm worried about you. <laughs> Good to go. Do we need to come over and bring dinner over to your house tonight, Floyd? No, I got it. It's waiting for me. You are, you go. are the former general manager of the Titans. <laughs> you should not be buying microwave dinners that you poke holes in and put in the poke microwave. Poke holes, stick it in there, four minutes, you're good to go. It's great. Don't have to clean up. Just leave it in the carton. Don't have to put it on a plate. Throw that away. You don't have to worry about dishes. You don't have to any of that stuff. I cannot believe this. Ian, <laughs> Ian, you live close to Floyd. you 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 got to help him out. I would love to help him out. I have to work tonight, however, so I'm in trouble. Floyd's on his own. I, I know I know that you guys just had the baby, but you might have to be having Uncle Floyd over for dinner because I'm worried about the former general manager of the Titans. Not that there's anything wrong with eating frozen dinners from the grocery store, but I'm worried about Floyd poking the little holes in the thing and putting it in the microwave. And, you know, if you try to eat that too fast, it'll burn your tongue. Uh, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't run into that problem yet. Oh, well, who knows? Okay, <laughs> so the NFL trade deadline is coming up. And somebody asked me today at the gym, and, or actually yesterday at the gym, and they said, who do you think the Titans will pick up at the trade deadline? I'm like, what? They're like, yeah, what do you think the Titans are going to do at the trade deadline? ESPN.com has a story about who should be available at the trade deadline. Who are you most likely to trade? The Athletic today, I saw... You know, who are, who are buyers, who are sellers as the NFL's trade deadline approaches? What should the Titans do? I even saw John Glennon, God bless him, write a column where he thinks the Titans should trade for Von Miller. Now, I ask why not go for Patrick Mahomes while you're at it. But, I mean, I feel like people are trying to look at the NFL trade deadline like it's the trade deadline for the other sports, and it just never is. Like, yeah, there will be a couple of deals that will be made. Some guys will get picked up. Some guys will get released, and then they'll get picked up by other teams. And, and they're every now and then there's kind of a big deal that gets made here or there, like a Jimmy Garoppolo traded to San Francisco, and now he becomes a starting quarterback. But generally speaking, Floyd, the NFL trade deadline is not like the trade deadlines of the other sports, no matter how much TV and ESPN and everybody else wants it to be, so it gives them something to talk about that fans are interested in. Well, it used to be the trade trade deadline came about after the fifth or sixth week so you were just getting into the season and the trade deadline so so there was no active very very little activity when it came to the trade world now they've moved it back and because they've moved it back i think you're seeing more and more trades i think you will see more and more trades but you're never going to see what you see in hockey or you see in baseball or you see in, you know, some of these other sports because it's just too hard with the, with the contracts mainly. Uh, but you're seeing, you're seeing more trades come about now. And, and I don't know how many of them are blockbuster trades. You know, they're just kind of trades. Somebody like, the, who was it, Detroit traded a 
a safety to Seattle or something. You know, just, well, Jalen Ramsey, I think, is a blockbuster just, trade. Yeah, Jalen Ramsey was a good trade, and, and so you're gonna you'll see a few more, but it'll never be like the other sports. I mean, it will just never have that impact. Should it be like the other sports? I mean, it can't. Like, should the Tennessee Titans? Like, let's say the Titans lose the next two. They lose to Tampa Bay, which I think is totally possible, and they lose to, at Carolina. Season's probably over at that point. Derrick Henry's a free agent. Logan Ryan's a free agent. Austin Johnson's a free agent. I mean, you can get probably like a fifth right now for Logan Ryan, which isn't great, and you're a worse team because you would have traded Logan Ryan for a fifth. But when you go to the draft with 20 picks, you know, you can kind of pick and choose and move around however you'd like and get players that you like. And I, Miami has is, is kind of essentially done that in the offseason. Should football be like the other sports where you realize midway through the year, you know, we ain't very good, Atlanta. Let's just start selling guys off so that we can get a bunch of picks. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't think it'll ever get there. You know, the sport is just different. It's a different game. It's not, you know, so individual. It's not like with baseball, you know, or basketball even. You know, you're out there, and if you can Hockey. hit a certain amount, then you're going to – or if you can shoot threes or if you can do whatever, you've got tremendous value. But football is, is truly the ultimate team game. And so, you know, you're always looking at hey, how is it going to affect my team, what's it going to do to my team versus what's it going to do to the individual. Or, or who you know, who's the individual I can get? I mean, there are a lot of guys. If you just wanted to trade, I'm sure there would be a lot of guys that you would be that would be willing, you know, to to be traded. That teams would be willing to trade, but you don't want them. You know, they're too old, or they're too their contracts too big, or they're too hurt, or they're bad guys. Well, one of the four reasons. Yeah, the Floyd well, reasons. Yeah. Four reasons that someone always gets traded. So you know, I mean, I think you. You look at that and you say, "Yeah, we, you know," uh, and, and most of the time, the the locker room is so important to the NFL. I mean, just bringing a guy in that's a good player doesn't mean it's ultimately going to help your team. Okay, but I'm J. Rob, and I lose the next two games. I don't have a quarterback for next year. Why would I not look at dealing Jack Conklin, for example, for the rest of the season because he doesn't have a contract next year? Some team needs a tackle. Cleveland, for example, needs a tackle. I trade Jack Conklin to the Browns, and I get a fourth in return. Now I got an extra fourth in my kitty. I turn around and see a team that needs a corner. I trade Logan Ryan. I get a fourth. Now I got two fourths in the kitty. That, that next year when I go to draft and I'm sitting there at 11, I can then package these picks that I've gotten, and I can move up to – six and get the quarterback that I want in next year's draft. Well, I mean, you don't know that you can go up and get that quarterback you want. Maybe you got to get to one, you know, and you just, you're not going to have the ammo. But, yeah, all that's well and good, but who's going to play corner for you? You know, who's going to play? Chris Milton? Who's going to be, yeah, who's going to be your right tackle? Kelly? You know, who's going to be, and I think you go through and you start asking these questions and you say, well, wait a minute now. You know, here's a guy that's fighting for his job, trying to to set a career for himself, and and we're destroying the team around him. Football is just not that way. And maybe I'm really, really old school about this, but I I don't think I don't think because you were not much of a trader as GM. 
Well, nobody is. You, you were I mean, a picks trade. Belichick loves to trade. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I mean, he's always got the ammo. You know, if you've always got the ammo, then you're you can always do that. But if you don't, you know, if you're fighting to keep your head above water, trying to figure it out, trying to get the best corner out there, whoever that may be, or the best corner available to you, then you know you you have to make trades. He only can trade, or he only needs to trade. That's like people say. Well, why did why did you use a second on Sanu? Well, Gordon was going on IR. He had to have another receiver. So for him to overpay to get Sanu, who I think I think Sanu will be well worth a second. But I mean, I think people would look at that and say you overpaid for him. But he's going to come in. He's going to play, and you know the rest of the season he'll catch sixty-five balls or something, and and you know be a go-to guy for him. So that I think all that works out. Well, what Belichick does better than anybody in the league is he lets guys go and gets comp picks for it. I mean, that's where they get the ammo from. Right. Is that and they trade down a lot during the draft and and all of those things. But I just I wonder, like, then does Jay Rob sell off guy? Like, take Austin Johnson for example. He doesn't have a contract at the end of this year. Do the Titans plan on bringing Austin Johnson back? I have a hard time believing oh, they do. No They've got Jones signed up for money, Casey signed up for money, and they just drafted Simmons in the first round. So I have a hard time believing they're really going to pay Austin Johnson. Well, what if one of these teams like Kansas City needs depth at nose tackle? Do you not send them Austin Johnson and take a third back? Well, I, I mean, if you're going to trade, I mean, defensive tackle is definitely a position you could trade somebody if you wanted to trade simply because you've got some depth there. But, I mean, I think that's more of them coming to you saying, hey, you know, what do you, I need a DT. What are you going to do with all your guys? Um, versus you out there trying to, you know, beat the bushes and sell the guy. So that, that makes a difference, too. Let's take your calls. What do we think about the NFL trade deadline? Should the Titans treat it like other teams would treat it? Where you look at your guys and you, you try to trade them before their contracts are up or things like that? Or... Are we with Floyd and just, to me, I don't even know if the Titans should be buyers or should be sellers. I don't know. Like, I, do, do we know if this team's going to be able to compete this year? I don't know the answer. 615-737-1025 is the phone number. We'll get your thoughts. Plus, what about Marcus? Is Marcus available in trades? What could you get for Marcus? We'll discuss that next as well. Jared and the GM live from Pete and Terry's Tavern at Bridgestone Arena. Preds denied against Minnesota. CSPM 1025, the game. Jameis has 84 turnovers yeah. in five years. 84. And Bruce Arians was brought over for that reason, to put him in a better situation. Bruce has done a tremendous job with a lot of quarterbacks, coach, throughout his tenure. Jameis just threw five picks in a game. So that coupled with the fact that you have seen at times where you say, Man, Jameis is like a top-five quarterback when he's on. The problem is he ain't on enough. And then for Marcus Mariota, I think this started, for me personally, it started back in college when he was at Oregon, and I got a chance to watch him play live against Ohio State in that national championship, and I just thought he struggled throwing the football. Mm. Uh, I mean, wow. I'll see, I, thought his athletic, I thought his athletic a bit, he has a strong arm. But he doesn't throw with that anticipation that we talked about with Kyle Allen. And his athletic ability overcompensated a lot for the flaws that he had as far as quarterback. That was Marcus Spears. And a big question that's come up with Mariota Floyd is, will the Titans trade him before next week's deadline? Now, I just saw something on Twitter. 
Colin Coward says the Bears should go make a move for Teddy Bridgewater at the deadline. I'm thinking to myself, why would the Bears trade for Teddy Bridgewater when it would take him two months to learn the playbook? So by maybe the playoffs, which there's no guarantee the Bears will make, Teddy will have a grasp of the offense. And why would New Orleans, when, you know, with Breeze, what if he gets hurt again? Why would New Orleans trade Bridgewater? Yeah, Breeze may not even be ready. I mean, I think they think he's going to be, and I think he's he's practicing. But let's face it, you're you're one hit away from, you know, being back in surgery. So. so I'm convinced the media wants the football trade deadline to be like the other sports. And I just don't feel like it is. No. Now, John Glennon writes in The Athletic, if the Titans were to be sellers, the obvious trading chip would be quarterback Marcus Mariota. Mariota's benched heading into Week 7 and barring a big resurgence. It looks like this will be his last season in Nashville. Of course, if the Titans believe themselves to be contenders, they'd be wise to hold on to Mariota as Ryan Tannehill has missed a lot of time to injury over the past three years. I have a question for you. One, if they were to trade Mariota, what would they get? And two, whatever they would get, would that really be worth having Logan Woodside as the backup quarterback with an injury-prone Ryan Tannehill as your starting quarterback, or some guy on the market who won't know the playbook better than Marcus, even if you're not good, you still want the other players on the team to develop a little bit. Putting Logan Woodside out there doesn't help anybody. Luke Falk, like, is that the best option for the Titans if Mariota were not to be here? Can they do that? Like... I know a lot of people are wondering if the Titans can trade Mariota. And it came up last week specifically when we all thought Mahomes got hurt. That, oh, trade him to Kansas City and pick up something in return. I feel like you'd get a sixth at best. If you I mean, you don't even, I, I can't even picture Kansas City wanting him. I mean, there are a bunch of players out there or a bunch of teams out there that just are not going to like Marcus. And then there's going to be a bunch of teams out there that will really like Marcus. So, you know, you just don't know any of that. And the hard part is, you know, you're probably, I'm going to guess this, you'll probably get more in a, in a compensatory pick than you will if you just, you know, trade him. Because a comp I mean, pick for a $20 million player yeah, is probably be, a third. Yeah, I mean, it'd be up there pretty high. And so, you know, you... You know, versus, like you said, you're talking about a sixth or something. I mean, you know. How do you know Marcus is going to fetch a compensatory pick? Oh, I'm just I'm just guessing. He's a quarterback. He's going to get a contract. It goes by the contract that you get. It'll go by playing. It'll go by, um, you know, what your contract was when you left. I mean, there are a bunch of items that go through when they when they calculate all this what if chicago chicago is the only team that would make sense to me to trade you for mariota because their offensive coordinator is mark helfrich who was his coordinator or it was his coach and coordinator in college what if chicago offered you a fourth for marcus would you take it i don't know you'd have to think about it probably a third you'd have to think about it probably second You'd have to think about it, probably. Well, I mean, if someone offers you a second for Marcus Mariota, you're going to take that deal. That's said. You'd have to think about it. I mean, you got to, you got to figure out where you're going to be, and you know, well, well, you know, where you are with Tannehill. I mean, there are a lot of things to, to evaluate here. To me, there's not. To me, I think like a fifth round pick or less, he's got more value to you as a backup quarterback than a sixth round pick would be. A fourth or a third. 
that is a starter in the NFL for the next four years. I take that. I take your third, and I'll give you Mariota. Mariota's not going to be here next year. So I think you definitely, if someone's going to offer you a third, a second or a first is not going to happen. But if it does, I wouldn't even. The other thing is, can teams take on Mariota's salary? I mean, make it $20 million. Like, I don't know, like, what the salary cap structure is for all the other teams. But can they take a guy who's, you know, half of a $20 million hit for the rest of the year? That's a big hit. And then how does that work? Do they have to, do they have to take the money, like, do they get hit $20 million on their cap, or do they get hit $10 million because it's halfway through the year? Yeah, no, whatever's left on the contract. But you will have to, I mean, you have to have it now. You know, you can't make the trade if you don't have the money. So I think that you're a little off the curve on the trades. I think the trades get made more than you lead on to believe, but I don't think that it's like the other sports where everybody's a seller or everybody's a buyer. Oh, I don't think it's anywhere close to the other sports. To baseball or basketball now, hockey. or even hockey. But Belichick know. makes a hockey, trade every year. Hockey, what are you talking about? One guy. I mean, in, ba- in football, I mean, in baseball and basketball and hockey. Although I mean, trades that, are becoming more that's relevant. That's rumored in and rumored. And, yeah, because they moved the deadline back. And, and when they move the deadline back, now people have more time to think about it. Okay, I, you know what? My guard just went down. i got to find a guard. Is there a guard out there? You know, this could be the difference in the season. Well, if there's a guard out there, then let's go get him. Let's go to Bruce, who's up next on the Titans at the trade deadline. Thank you for calling. Go ahead, Bruce. Hey, how you doing? Good. Uh, my name is Bruce Bainham. Um, right, we don't care. Give me your tank. All right, all right. Well, I want to go ahead and say, man, I feel like the Titans should go ahead and trade for offensive linemen. I feel like with everything we got going on, that's where we would be the best at. Like, we got somebody to help secure that line. Like, nobody can stop us. Our defense is a top-five defense. Tannehill, he plays perfect with our wide receivers. He's getting the ball out. We just need help at the line, man. Thank you for your call, Bruce. What are you willing to give up? You already don't have a fourth because that's what it took to oh, get Tannehill. I, I, I'd be surprised if John goes out and trades for somebody. I'd be surprised if he gives up another pick. I mean, he's got what? No, he may be able to to trade a person, you know, trade a player for a player. He's got six for next year, right? They've got their one, two, three, four to Miami, five, six, and Cleveland seventh for Taewon Taylor. You used your seventh to get Reggie Gilbert, and then you got a seventh back for Taewon Taylor. Something like that, right? I, I can't remember. I mean, what John Robinson's got to do, to me, to me, the option of trading for somebody, I don't see that as an option. I think the option for the Titans is to trade away people to pick up picks, which I still think the Titans probably need to do. I mean, you've got to decide. The deadline is next week, right? Tuesday. Okay, so you'll get one more game. If you beat Tampa Bay, you probably can't trade anybody because you'll want your depth and you'll want all of those things as you try to make a run to the playoffs. If you lose to Tampa Bay, then I could see the Titans saying, you know what, we're not going to bring Austin Johnson back. We got Simmons healthy. Let's deal Austin Johnson and get a fifth or a fourth or something like that. Then you add a couple of those guys up, and that gives you somewhere around eight or nine picks. That, I think, is where J-Rob needs to be. I also think J-Rob needs to be more aggressive in the draft in trading down. You know, he doesn't like to trade down. He likes to trade up. But I think he's got to try to move down more and pick up more picks so that he can move up if he wants to in the draft. Last year, 
I mean, you knew they wanted Simmons bad. He couldn't afford to move up because they had spent so much on moving up the year before to get Evans and Landry. He didn't have many picks. That's for sure. Well, I'm saying now you move back, or now you get some more picks now while you can so you can do what you want to do at the draft. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, all of that is ammo for whatever you want to, however you want to move around the draft. But you have to decide if you're going to do that or not. Like, are you going to give away Austin Johnson in order to pick up some draft ammo for next year? Well, yeah. I mean, that's the question. You have to find somebody that wants him. I mean, it's not, it's not going to, in my opinion, you know, is it going to do you any good to trade a seventh and lose him and not have him? You know, I'd probably just soon keep the guy. But if you can get a fourth or a fifth, sure, you know, maybe you consider that. Or, or whichever one of those guys has the most value because you do have surplus there. But I don't think you go ahead and start giving away guys that, you know, are going to help you. And, you, and, you can't give and, away a guy that's not going to help you because no one else will want to – no one will want a bum player. Well, yeah, no, but I'm talking about because of depth. You know, if you've got enough depth that you can give a guy away and still, you know, be safe, then that's what you want to do. You, but you don't want to just all of a sudden say, okay. What about Sharp? I want to give all the, I mean, I, I don't, again, you, you just got the receiving group to the point that you don't have to worry about depth You've got different skill sets. You've got a lot of different guys that can do a lot of different things. And at a point in time, those guys might be a real luxury because they're, they're all a little bit different. And, you know, you for the first time, because we've always struggled with, you know, what if so-and-so gets hurt or what if, what if Matthews decides he's not going to play anymore or whatever, where are you? Um, and, and I think for the first time in, in years, you've got some guys that you can count on that are going to be there that can make plays for you. 615-737-1025. Coming up next, Jeremy Pruitt. Now, I had not heard this, but apparently some fans were threatening to boycott Tennessee against South Carolina if Jarrett Garantano plays. Jeremy Pruitt asked about that, what he had to say, and... Is Floyd? Does Floyd think that the balls should be done with Garantano? We'll discuss next. It's Jared of the GM live from Bridgestone Arena. It's ESPN 1025. The game. There were fans on social media who were saying that they would boo or not watch Saturday's game if Garantano does start for Tennessee. I guess what would your response be to those fans? Well, you know, here's what I'll say is just in my time here at the University of Tennessee as a as coach and my time as a, a coach at other schools participating against the University of Tennessee and as a player, you're not going to find a more passionate fan base than the, the fans at the University of Tennessee. I have a hard time believing that uh, when it comes down to game time, everybody's wanting to win. I think they trust the fact that we're going to play the players that give us the best chance to win and have success. So um, I, I think when South Carolina comes on the field, they'll probably be booing. Uh, and I think when South Carolina has the ball, they'll be loud, just like they have every game. Um, and, you know, they'll support our players and, and continue to do that. What a great answer by Jeremy Pruitt. Very impressive. I thought that was yeah. a great answer, which is, you know what? Jeremy Pruitt, who I still don't think is a great coach, earns a gold star there and a gold star for his recruiting this week because they are crushing it on the recruiting trail for Tennessee football. But you heard right there the question. I did not even know this was a thing. 
but Tennessee fans threatening to boycott or boo if Jared Garantano is the starting quarterback on Saturday. I expect Jared Garantano to be the starting quarterback on Saturday because Brian Maurer, I'm pretty sure, is not going to play since he's gotten two concussions in two weeks. I mean, honestly, that guy may never play again. Uh, and then J.T. Shrout, he came in the game when they benched Garantano. But it's hard for me to believe that Garantano, if it's between Shrout and Garantano, it's hard for me to believe that Garantano doesn't give them the best chance to win. Plus, Garantano played great in the second half against Mississippi State. Let's not forget that. This is also maybe the most important game of the year left on Tennessee's schedule in South Carolina. So, Floyd, what do you think of, A, what Garantano did, B, how Jeremy Pruitt should punish him? Should he play a guy in J.T. Shrout who's not as good as him uh, on Saturday against South Carolina? And also, what do you think of the fan reaction that some fans are going to boo Garantano or not even show up if he's the quarterback? <laughs> I don't. I, I find that a little hard to believe. But, I mean, anything's possible. I, it won't be a mass exodus. It'll be, you know, a few people that might think they're or they'll boo making him a point or some, yeah, some point in time. Um, you know, my whole issue with Garantano has nothing to do with playing. You know, it's it's what happened at the end of that game. Well, that's what everybody's issue is with Garantano. And I think that, that that if, in fact, you know, he did do the quarterback sneak on his own and, you know, as a quarterback wasn't wasn't bright enough to know that, hey, you can't run a quarterback sneak if the guard's pulling because you're going to get killed and did it anyway, then... You know, I, I wouldn't want that guy on my team. I wouldn't want him playing. Is it really that big of a deal that you would, would say, be to me. get off the team? I mean, like well, it's selfish, no, right, but, to make but that decision. Not, not play him. Not, you know, off the starting team. Go, you, not you can't not say, kick him out of school. You can't say to Garantano, hey, don't ever do that again. And expect him to not ever do anything like that again. Like, to me, that there's got to be like, hey, this gets your point across, and now the point's across. Now go beat South Carolina. Yeah, no, I, not for me. How, I mean, how, Josh Gordon can't stop smoking weed, and done. he gets 800 chances. Garantano goes rogue on one QB sneak, and you want to you wanna essentially end his run at quarterback when it could hurt you on Saturday against South Carolina – because J.T. Shroud is probably not ready to play South Carolina. That's that's what I do. Really? Yeah. You don't think that's at least a little bit of an overreaction? No. It's it's to me, it's more important for everybody on that team to see what had happened when you go rogue, and you're not listening to what I'm trying to tell you, and you decide to do something on your own, completely selfish, and it it paralyzes you in a game. Because if he would have handed the ball off, it would have been a score. It would have been seven point different in, in, at the end of the game against the best team in the country. 14, because they took it back. So well, you get yeah, your seven not, plus the 14. You plus get seven. seven but, yeah, they don't get, yeah, yeah 14, 14 point swing. So, you know, I mean, you're in fantastic shape for a team for Tennessee after what they've been through. We went through the whole game. You're doing what we want you to do. You're playing a certain way. And here we are at a point in time where we can be within seven of the number one team in the country. 
and instead one guy decides to do something completely rogue, completely on his own, without any sound knowledge about what's going on, trying to run a quarterback sneak with a guard pull. Good luck. So, I mean, that would be enough for me to say, hey, that guy doesn't need to be on the field for me. You don't think this can be a teachable moment where you teach Darren Do you? Let me ask you a question. Do you think he knew that if he called this play and it didn't work, that there was going to be hell to pay? Talking because about Darren if, Tano? Yeah. Because if he didn't, once again, he doesn't need to be your quarterback. Why do you think that someone that doesn't because that he's too, is too dumb, dumb to yeah, be Yeah, he's too dumb to be your quarterback. So I, I think that you have to I – look, I look at going forward more than I do look at going backward. I mean, backwards. I mean, what Garantano did was so stupid. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Be, and the, the hard part is, is it was like Trevor was talking the other day, and Trevor said if, if the play was called and Garantano didn't understand the play that was called, and I said, Trevor, he's the one who calls the play. You know, if Garantano, this is where Garantano screwed up more than anything else. If Garantano's looking to the sidelines and says, hey, pitch to the left, and then he tries to sneak it, well, that's just stupid, right? Like, that's He that's called dumb. the play in the huddle. Everybody on the play ran the play but him. Right. He knew exactly what the play was, and he called it and decided to go rogue. Right. If you were going to go rogue, wouldn't it have been better? To have gone rogue on the coaching staff by telling the offense, hey, QB sneak, ready, break. Yeah, absolutely. And then at least everybody's trying to do the same thing. I mean, it still probably would have irked Pruitt all the same. Because Pruitt wants you to do what he says. But to call a play that they call and then run something else and and have it be a 14-point swing in a game of that magnitude, I mean, you you can't win with that guy. Whoever he is. But... South Car- you were but South Carolina Saturday, and you got to beat South Carolina, and Garantano. I mean, I, I understand what the ramifications are. And so, if you bring JT Shroud out there and he can't, he's not ready to play a South Carolina, and you get your hat handed to you. And I don't know about you, but I think South Carolina has going to be a hard game because South Carolina oh, is playing some great ball right now. Yeah, and and, so, and that's the most important game of the year for them, in my opinion. Why? Because they'll you know, win Kentucky, they'll win Vandy. Because, win. Yeah, because if they win, beat this game, they can beat the rest of these guys. That doesn't mean they will, but they can. They can go into each game saying, okay, you know, we're, we're of this caliber. And you still would send J.T. Shroud out there. Yeah. Who do you think goes on Saturday for Tennessee? I have no clue. I knew you were going to say that, but who would you? But if you're the coach, you made it pretty clear to me that Shroud goes. For me? Yes. Yeah, probably. Oh my God! You're, but you're killing the other eighty guys on your team. No, no, no! You're killing the other guys if you allow that guy back on the field to play. How do you discipline them? How do they believe in anything you tell? Them? When a guy goes completely rogue, does completely the opposite of everything that you've preached for two years, and he starts the next game. That's the most important lesson in this case, in my opinion. That's just, and I'm old school. We all know that. But that's the most important lesson. That, you know what? We followed what we were supposed to all that time. We were right on the doorstep of being in a game with the number one team in the nation, 
right at the end, and instead we gave up 14 points. So, if you go five and seven instead of six and six, and you miss a bowl game, I'm Pruitt, you're Fulmer, and I come up to you and I say, I had to bench Jarrett for the South Carolina game because of what he did in the Alabama game. That's why we went five and seven instead of six and six. You're Philip Fulmer. Are you okay with that explanation? Sure. I don't know. Sure. Now, Phillip's, Phillip's old school like I am. Oh, I know he is. So, yeah. Phil, I'm surprised. I think if you, you explain that to Phillip, he completely understands. I, I think if Garantano gives you the best chance to win against South Carolina, I mean, I'm torn on this because I don't think JT Shrout can beat South Carolina. And I don't, yeah, what makes you think Garantano can? Oh, I don't. I, I don't, mean, I don't, I don't see anything in Garantano. The kid that can help you, that could win the game for you, is the guy that can't play. But. I mean, Garantano, I don't, I don't see him being the difference. In I the thought game. Garantano was excellent the second half of the Mississippi State game. Yeah, I don't, I don't know about all that. I don't. You he know, was it awesome. <laughs> for his standards. But he didn't start the next week. Well, that's because Mauer was a starting quarterback, and you don't lose your job for injury. 615-737-1025 is the phone number. 615-737-1025. Are you with Floyd? Are you with Floyd? Are you benching Jared Garantano even if it hurts you against South Carolina? We'll take your calls on that. Plus, we got a Preds thought to get to. We'll do all of that next. Jared and the GM, we are live from Beaton Terry's Tavern at ES at uh, Bridgestone Arena, right outside the Sobro entrance. Come on out and see us. We got the Halloween candy bucket, so be sure to come get some Halloween candy. That's right. Jared and the GM, CSPN 1025 The Game. Speaking of the Tennessee Volunteers, they are supported proudly by Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical. So are the Nashville Predators right here. And I love the Nashville Predators, and I love the Tennessee Volunteers because they're with Hiller just like I am. And I love Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical. It is getting cold outside, and pretty soon I saw on the weather app that I saw a snowflake coming up. Better make sure that that heating is rocking and ready to go. If you need a tune-up, call Hiller, Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electric. Si- electrical. Sign or uh, sign up now for an appointment. Easy. Online. HappyHiller.com. It is that simple. They will take great care of you. That is Hiller, Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical. Again, HappyHiller.com. Call the Happy Face Truck today. Proud supporters of the National Predators and the Tennessee Volunteers. Jared and the GM, live from Bridgestone Arena. It's ESPN 1025 The Game. My dad has texted me and said he agrees with Floyd as far as Tennessee and Jarrett Garantano are concerned. I'm just saying if Shrout is not JT Shrout the backup, we're, we're both going to assume Brandon Mowers out, right? Two concussions. I I, I mean I, I think I'd be surprised. A young guy gets two con- con- concussions in two weeks. Uh, that would scare me a little bit. That, imagine being the mom of that kid. Yeah. And then there's Jared Garantano, who, of course, went rogue on the play and got benched at Alabama. And then there's J.T. Shrout. And my thing is, J.T. Shrout is your third quarterback for a reason, and you've got to win South Carolina. But then Floyd brings up a really good point. That is, if you don't take Garantano out, what's the message to everybody else on the team? And I think that that is also an infinitely as important question, and I don't really know the answer to that. Let's go to your phones as promised. Let's start with Seth, who's going to kick us off on this Garantano issue. Go ahead, Seth. 
Hey, thanks for taking my call. I have to agree with Floyd on this one. Right now, the only thing that uh, Pruitt has going for him is he still has those guys playing hard for him. If he plays Garantano after him going rogue, he's going to lose that locker room. I don't think there's a guarantee you lose the locker room. Yeah, I don't know, but it is scary. You know, it. I think it asks it, it asks a bunch of questions from because, I mean, all those players see know what went on, mm-hmm. and and I'm talking like I know. I don't know. All I know is what I've read or heard. Mm-hmm. If in fact he went rogue, that's completely contradictory to anything that he has been coaching since he's been there. The evidence makes it pretty hard to believe that he didn't go rogue. You know what I mean? Like he calls the play in the huddle. And they all do one thing, and he does something else. Yeah, I mean, you would like to think, well, he's you know Pruitt's fumbled it or he did something, but uh, but no. And, I mean, and 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 again, I don't, I don't. I'm listening to people, but it made they made it sound like if he would just turn around and hand the ball off, it would it have been a walk in touch. I mean, it was a great call, great play, exactly what you wanted to do, exactly the right time. And it would have worked, and instead, you know, it ends up going the other way. Jay is up next on the Tennessee Vols quarterbacks. Thank you for calling. Go ahead, Jay. Hey, good afternoon, Jared and Mr. GM, Floyd. Yes, How are yes, you guys? Sir. Good. Good. Hey, um, I'm, I'm with Floyd on this, uh, but I want to a different perspective. So, uh, you know, regardless of whether or not J- Jeremy Pruitt should sit him for, you know, kind of disciplinary issue, we're going rogue. Um, JG does not give the team the best opportunity to win. The only time that he can actually get the ball out is when the defense is rushing him, and then it gives your receivers a 50-50 chance to catch the ball. And given that our receivers are you know, 6-3 apiece, it, it gives them a higher probability. I feel like you need to go with um, JT Shrout, and you know he's, he's had two years in that system. Got a strong arm. He can process the plays. Probably check down a lot better than JG can, and, and see where it goes. So I appreciate your call. I have no, I don't know anything about JT Shrout. I mean, I I don't. The only thing I know about JT Shrout is he started the year as the third quarterback for a reason. So I cannot tell you anything about whether or not Shrout actually gives them a better chance to win than Garantano. I just feel that if he gave you a better chance to win than Garantano. He would have played over Garantano, if that makes any sense. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think it's pretty fair to say he is the third quarterback. So the question is, are you willing to go to war against South Carolina with your third quarterback, or do you you give the guy who you anointed as a team captain and who you talked about all offseason being one of the better guys in the SEC, do you give that guy a second chance? That's what I think this boils down to. And the more you've talked about it and the effect it would have on everybody else – the more I'm starting to side with you, Floyd, from the sense of, you know, how do you punish anybody for doing what the coaches don't say if you don't punish this guy for doing what the coaches don't say? And maybe, this is just a thought, I don't know, maybe you don't, maybe you don't sit him the whole game. Maybe you sit him a half. Maybe you sit him a, you know, a period of time. I don't know. But, but I think there has to be some consequences. But I feel you like know, that's a skipping class kind of punishment. Not yeah, a, I, don't, I don't know. Then, you know, do it the whole game. Whatever you think is going to get the point across because it's really, I think it's really, really important to, 
to get that point across. Not that they haven't already. I think they probably have. But, you know, you need to, especially when you look at the maturation of this team and this program, you know, when you're at this stage with this team, they're buying in. Caller said before, I mean, they're buying in. They're playing hard. They're trying like crazy to do what you want them to do. Oh, they played their butts off on Saturday. And to have that happen, you know, that's a real kick in the head. 14-point swing. Let's go to T-Dog, who's a South Carolina fan. Thank you for calling. Go ahead, T-Dog. What's up, man? I love the show, guys. You guys always kill it, man. Um, First and foremost, uh, I'm going to put my vote in as a South Carolina fan. And I'm going to agree with you, Floyd. I would rather them sit Jaron Garantano so that we would have a better chance to win. Um, Jared, way to go with the third string quarterback. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, actually, you want the second string in, too. So. But, but I want to call you out because a couple of weeks ago when you were going through the wins that Tennessee was, they were going to get, you said, South Carolina sucks. I remember that. I slapped I that. in my dreams. I kept hearing it over and over again. And now I hear you going, South Carolina plays a pretty good ball. It's a pretty good team. <laughs> they, hey, the South Carolina. So the South Carolina, thank you for the call, T-Dog. The South Carolina that I've seen the last two weeks is not the South Carolina I saw lose to uh, North Carolina week one. Okay, so are we flipping or flopping, or what are we doing here? Is South Carolina suck, or are they... You, didn't, what, you did what, not contest South Carolina sucking whenever I, I said that they I sucked. I, well, I don't contest anything you say. That's wrong. You contest everything <laughs> I say. Even the things I'm 100% right on, you contest. I think that uh, Antonio Brown would fit in in New England. No. Patriots pick up Antonio Brown. Uh, you know, the, everything. And how'd that go? I mean, it happened. <laughs> and how that you said up? Belichick wouldn't do it, and it happened. It happened. It ended up nothing. Brian is up next on Tennessee. Thank you for calling. What's up, Brian? What's up, guys? So my take with starting the game uh, would be, you, you obviously you can't start Garantano because of what he did last week, because of how the fans will react. And I'm going to be there Saturday. Uh, I don't, I don't condone booing a college kid, but I also know how fever pitched the fan bases towards Garantano at this point. So to save him from that, to punish him for what he did last week, but also you don't know truly what you have in JT Shroud until you throw him out there against real competition, not the Chattanoogas of the world, to see what he can do. But if you give him three, four series and they go three and out, then obviously at that point in time, Pruitt has the ammunition to, for the fans and the media and everything be like, hey, you know what? He tried Shroud. It didn't work. He had to go to, to Garantano to see what happened. But my next question is, employed from a football standpoint, the weather on Saturday is supposed to be reminiscent of that 49ers game last week where it was just a pour down rain all day. Do you even care if either one of the quarterbacks can throw the ball five, ten yards down the field in a game like that, is this not going to be a trenches game where whoever has the better running back that day is going to end up winning the game? Because the weather shows it's supposed to rain the entire game. It's going to be awful here and there. Thank you for the call, Brian. Well, if that's the case, then I would agree with the caller. I mean, it's it's more difficult for everybody to throw the ball if it's torrential like that. So you're going to have to run the ball. You're going to have to play action pass do some stuff like that coming up next here on jared and the gm one espn analyst believes there's still hope for mariota 
How would Titans fans feel if that came to fruition? We'll get to that coming up next. Jared of the GM, crispy in 30 minutes. We're live from Pete and Terry's ta- uh, Tavern right here. It's ESPN 1025, the game.